All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Perspective Podcast. And this is a finals edition of the Perspective Podcast, uh, the NBA Finals, that is, of course. T, what's good, bro? How you doing? Good, man. Just enjoying this weekend with this head with the fam. Big chilling. Uh, how about you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, we didn't really get a chance to do much out here. It was like rain and everything, but it is what it is. So um, it just cold it. Like today, we actually barbecued today. So um, I guess I made up for it. All right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, man. Look, uh, we finally got here to the NBA Finals. Uh, this is not. I don't think these are the two teams that we were actually like expected to be here, but these are the two teams that are here. We have the Milwaukee Bucks representing the East and the Phoenix Suns representing the West. Now, I did say that the Suns were my sleeper team uh, back in December. However, I did not expect the Suns to get this far and like to get here. Like I just, I didn't see that happening, but here we are. So- uh, Not alone. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> not alone. Right. So uh yeah, I guess we'll start with uh I guess we'll start with the Western Conference first. Uh with the the Suns knocking off the Clippers in the Western Conference finals. Uh they ended up beating the uh they ended up beating the Clippers in six games uh without Kawhi Leonard. Uh so just what what are some of your thoughts there on, on that series there from the West? Uh, congratulations to the Suns, but uh, honest, in my honest opinion, I think if Kawhi played it, it's, it's easily the Clippers would have won it. Because I believe one of them games, the Clippers, oh, it was that one game, I remember it was like 70 to 71 for like the longest time, nobody could score. Yeah. I think that was game three. Th- game three. Yeah. Where the, uh, the Suns end up winning and going up 2-1. That was the DeAndre Jordan dunk. What, I mean, not DeAndre Jordan, the uh, Aiden dunk. Well, that was uh, game two. That was game two. That was game was two? The, yeah, the, the Valley Oop. Yeah. Okay. The, probably because I, okay. I watched it in the same exact place. Uh, it felt like the same day. So, yeah, the game three, when they couldn't score, I was like, bro, if they had Kawhi right there, they would have easily won that game, and it would have been 2-1 for the um, Clippers. The, the Clippers. And then I think game four was a close game, too. And I and the Clippers ended up blowing that one at the end. They couldn't pull that one out. But I'm like, if Kawhi was there, I feel like they would have won. Not I won, but both of them games. So that would have been a 3-1. But instead, they were down because they was under under man, especially when your best player gone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but the Clippers just couldn't execute good enough to beat the Suns. Because the Suns was giving them opportunities, they were missing. Yeah. They missed a lot of shots. Booker was, he wasn't real efficient that series, so he was missing a lot of shots he made the uh, previous uh, series, and um, they they just couldn't get enough offense to at, enough offense at the right time to offset that that Kawhi being on, and then Paul George had to play all of shoot pretty much the whole game every single time, so he just get. They wearing him out, and it was that. And but also, it's it was a coaching mistake in my opinion with the Tyloo. That game where they couldn't score. You ain't got Rondo. You don't have uh, I mean, you don't have Kawhi, but you don't play Rondo and you don't play Cousins. I'm like, y'all was it was like 
six, seven straight possessions now. We all just every y'all shot a three or y'all shot a bad long jump shot. I'm like, bro, if y'all could have if you would have just put Rondo, if Rondo played 15 minutes in that game, they win that game three. If cousins play five, six minutes and you just post them up, let them try to get some. That's what they probably they couldn't get no easy buckets against the uh against the Suns. So that's where they uh that's where they ended up falling short. They just couldn't get no no easy baskets, but that's because Tyloo, he messed up the rotation. He messed up by not playing people that was going to penetrate and get in the lane. Like, I'm like, Rondo, going to get in the lane. I don't know why. Right. I don't know why you mad at him right now. I don't know why he ain't getting – why he got all the DMPs, but he going to get in that lane. You can post boogie for a couple plays. Just try to get some easy points against the free throw line, but they ain't do it. And I think that's what – that cost him in the end. But the Suns just – they they took advantage from then and you saw the, the last game Chris Paul just said I'm not losing like I'm not going out like y'all gonna have to take it from me but they yeah. couldn't because he just caught fire that last that fourth quarter and then that was a wrap for that yeah. so um yeah man it was it was a lot of good stuff though Reggie Jackson played good I like Damn. Reggie Jackson played good I shout out he to him the bag. right bro I didn't know he was getting paid league he he made the league minimum this year. He was on the league minimum contract. Uh, right. So now they got a decision to make with him and Patrick Beverly, with him and Beverly and Rondo. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly don't think Beverly can pay on the books for 14 million next year. I don't think, I think they trying to get rid of him somehow. Yeah. But, uh, yep. I agree. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm glad that Chris Paul is finally about to get his opportunity to uh, compete for a championship. Agreed. Yeah, but so just kind of like recapping that series there. Um, of course, uh, they they did not play without Kawhi Leonard there in that entire series, and that definitely just swung the the balance of power there. Uh, the the Suns definitely had the best two players on the floor, maybe even the best three, depending on how you look at it. Uh, best three players on the floor, all at all at one time, uh, with Chris Book, Aiden. Uh, but Aiden's play did kind of kind of fall off in, in this round uh, against Zubak, of all people. Uh, but his play did uh, kind of fall off a little bit. However, um, the Suns ended up pulling it out. Game two, the Valley Oop, uh, that was crazy. Uh, I don't I, – I really just like recent memory. I just can't think of any game that's ended like that, really in that last minute 30 with all those reviews with like, oh, goodness, those la- those like all those reviews there and the, like the last like minute 30 minute 45 of game two uh that led to the alley-oop finish uh by andre uh deandre aiden um booker getting his nose broke patrick bev being pat bev like <laughs> like undercutting chris paul breaking book's nose pushing chris paul on the back <laughs> Now, the under, now the, I give him a break on that undercut. He was just getting over. He was just trying to get over the screen. But and they call that, bro. They call that a flag and foul. I'm like, they big. They just got. I don't know. They just too soft now. Yeah, the league has definitely like gotten a bit too soft. Everything gets reviewed. Like everything is a flagrant. Um, I'm not that big on Chris Paul. The acting that he's that he's doing. <laughs> like I, I love Chris Paul. I really do. But he's too good of a player to be doing like selling all these calls and trying to pick up these flagrants and these texts and like all this, Bruh. like you, you're taking the state farm thing thing a little too far. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's just, let's just keep it G on, on the floor. You know what I'm saying? But right. 
Uh, yeah, so, and I do want to give Paul George credit. Um, he did have an up and down series. He's played uh, a, I went back and I looked at those numbers there. The least amount of minutes that he played in the last two series, being Phoenix and Utah, he's the minimum amount of minutes he played was 38 minutes. Like you said, he spent the entire game on the floor, especially without Kawhi. Reggie Jackson was their second best player. You got to give it to him. You know what I'm saying? He he might have had some terrible shooting nights, but he did what he could do. You know what I'm saying? So uh, salute the Phoenix Suns. Uh, one thing before we do get off the Suns, I want to give James Jones, the GM, uh, his flowers. Uh, because on the last show that we got a chance to do, uh, whenever we were shouting out all the black coaches, uh, I forgot to mention James Jones in that mix as well, because he ended up being GM of the year uh, in the NBA. So once again, black excellence, shout out James Jones, former player, getting to it and making things happen. Um, and so then that just kind of leads us to um, Eastern Conference. Uh, we no, nobody, and I mean nobody, had <laughs> had the Bucks and the Hawks being there in the Eastern Conference Finals there, and so uh, just kind of run what you got about about the Eastern Conference there. Uh, it was a it was good. Like I I like I enjoyed watching that conference like that conference finals because it was it was surprisingly evenly matched for the most part until uh until Milwaukee figured out some, a couple of things like it was. Pretty much evenly matched. Um, but I, I, I honestly thought Milwaukee was gonna win it in like four and five. I was thinking, I was thinking they could sweep the Hawks just because they got just because they got Giannis, and I don't think nobody on their team had is nobody on the world. Nobody on the team could could stay in front of him as you saw that one game. But he just started running straight to the goal because after they lost game one, they knew we got to make some adjustments. Like we got to stop shooting all these threes and getting the tank. They did that in game two, and then Giannis got hurt in game three. Um, they went they they went they went five or six. I can't even. Uh, they ended up going six games. Yeah, they went six games because Trey Trey Young got hurt in game. He got hurt in the game. Uh, I forgot, but I know he did step on the the ref's foot. He Trey got hurt in game four. Yeah, Trey got hurt in game four. He tried to play in game six. Giannis got hurt in game five. That's what happened. Trey missed two games, didn't he? Mm. I think he sat out two games and played yeah, he, game. He so missed game four and five. Yeah. So he got hurt in game three. three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a home yeah. game he got hurt in. Right. Because they was when they, they was up when he got hurt. Yeah, yeah it was up like one point or something like that, I believe. But um, yeah, I don't think even if Trey was healthy, right? I think even if Trey was healthy, I think they would have Milwaukee would have still found a way to win because somehow they found a way to win that one game with Brooke Lopez. Shout out to him! Finally got decided. I'm just I'm seven foot, so I'm gonna be in the blame and I'm gonna dunk. <laughs> That's the most times I've seen him dunk in the NBA game and in ever his whole career. Him I think he, he had at least he had at least six dunks. He was in the paint all day. Uh, Portis was in the paint. Holiday was penetrating, and they just found a way to win without Giannis. Because like, when he plays, they I feel like they depend on him too much because he's Lean. so good. Like 
they they have that safety net like oh something working just throw it to the tall person who can run straight to who can run to the goal but without that like that made Middleton and made made Middleton step up uh high, for Holiday to be more aggressive which is the best version which is the best version of Drew Holiday is a, a scoring Drew Holiday not a facilitating one gotcha. and uh Rick Lopez he finally he had to go inside because he like Giannis wasn't closing the, the paint. paint. Yeah, so that was a that was a change. So they see they can go to that now. I hopefully, but they'll still mess around and shoot too many threes. That's what's gonna uh, determine my pick. My prediction for the finals is uh, Milwaukee playing style. But um, I just think Atlanta they were just young, you know, and they they were just young and that um happy to be here. Yeah, they was happy to be there. They thought they could win, but they just just young, you know, certain situations they was making bad plays, bad decisions. Uh, wasn't executing as crisply as they um did in the previous series, and um they did. I think they really just probably just ran into a better, more mature team. Like, cause the Bucks, like they've been waiting, like them all of them years. been waiting to try to get to the final. They're like, we didn't have the number one seed last year. We didn't got beat. We didn't lost to Toronto. We didn't lost to Philly. We didn't like had some bad exits. So they was like, all right, we gotta. This is our time to correct it because, like, if we don't win it this year, if we don't get the final this year. They that that team ain't gonna probably never get to it because you gotta go through Brooklyn next year, a healthy Brooklyn, Atlanta gonna be better, uh, Boston. I, I feel is gonna be better. And Philly so, got be who Philly, one way or Philly. another, Philly will be Philly. Back. So, yeah, so they was like, man, they had to get it done. If they want to ring, this is their best chance to get it. And uh, they stepped up and Big way in a big way to show that, uh, you know, that, um, shoot, I guess that they, they belonged in the finals. I mean, they caught some breaks, but everybody got breaks this year, so yeah, so shout out to them. And uh, I'm just I'm excited, I'm ready to see like the matchup. Same, same, that's that's really just what it, what it came down to. Really, just you know, um, that Hawks team, like you said, they're extremely young, uh, they made a lot of incredible plays, uh. Like it, it really looks like the whole Atlanta team is just like a highlight reel, uh, whether if it's the how fast they play, whether if it's John Collins catching lobs off the glass, dunking over people like Trey Young, deep threes from the logo. Uh, I don't know. The, the Hawks, they, they just look really good. Uh, it was a good story while it lasted. Uh, I think this is definitely something major for them to improve on. Uh, they do have – they should resign John, John Collins, as I believe he either has a player option or either his contract just expires. Either way, they need to bring him back because he's oh, – they, uh, they definitely got to bring him back because if they don't, I already know who called. Who is that? The team that should have drafted him. Yeah. <laughs> Portland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you saw – did you see our column? We have an our column? He out for next year. What happened? He, he, fractured, he fractured something. He so he out for next year too. God, that's I feel so terrible. bad for him. I feel, yeah, it's terrible. I feel bad. I really feel bad for him now. I'm like, dang, like, cause I I do think he could do good, but man, that like them injuries is hurting him bad. It's yeah. making him look real bad. Yeah, no, that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? You definitely hate to see anybody like continuously get hurt that to a to a low level because he's not as the player Derrick Rose was, but. Just seeing people continuously get hurt, it's it sucks. It definitely sucks. But right. um with the Bucks team though, um, 
Giannis getting hurt, it definitely showed like another side of Drew Holiday. It definitely showed another side of Chris Middleton. Um, I still believe that Chris Middleton is the best player on that team, depending on the night. Uh, Drew Holiday may be the best player on the team when he wants to be aggressive, um, because this may be the closest version of Drew, New Orleans Drew, that we've seen in a while. So, uh, right. and he definitely had a, had a part in taking those Pelican teams to the playoffs along with AD. Uh, but uh, Giannis free throw struggles, they continue. Um, Giannis, he's, I love the I love the chanting that the crowd is doing, like the countdown that they're doing at the free throw line. It reminds me like, like wrestling for some reason, like, <laughs> because everybody's just in like full motion with it. But uh, right. Giannis, he is doubtful. He already had a injury that he was dealing with going into the conference finals. Uh, he had like a right calf strain. Then on top of that, he hyperextended the right leg. So it's, uh, well, one of those legs. So it's just, once again, injuries. You know what I'm saying? Trey Young stepped on the referee's foot. Freak accident, freak injury. How many times have we been on the basketball floor and that's never happened? Like, we, right. we'll, step on other, we'll step on other players' feet and roll an ankle or something like that, but not a ref. But like, like, that's just wild. So Trey with those injuries, that sucks. But the Hawks will be back. They'll be better one way or another. Uh, and the Bucks as well. Just salute to them for finally getting that breakthrough. Um, it's ran into that buzzsaw with the the younger Raptors teams. Then just never couldn't couldn't get past those those other Raptor teams too. So uh, yeah, salute the Bucks. They'll they'll be back. Well, they they look to have a better series, uh, and that just leaves us here with uh, with the finals predictions. And so we have. Bucks and Suns. Uh, the Suns have home court advantage where they have the first two games at home. Uh, and of course, if it does go to a game seven, uh, game seven will be on their floor. Um, so what what you thinking? How you feeling? I don't know what the saying is, but I'm picking this. I don't know if it's picking with your head and that's probably whatever the heck it is, but I'm going to pick this. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be right or I don't know if I want to be a fan. But I guess I'm for today I'm gonna be a fan. I'm picking the Suns and Six. Yep. I'm, I'm picking, yeah, I'm going with the Suns. I'm rolling with the Suns and Six. Suns and I Six. Wanna, six, I wanna say seven, because I think Milwaukee probably do push uh, game seven. But I'm I am i am gonna go with the Suns and Six, even though somebody's telling me Milwaukee <laughs> Milwaukee go win. But I want Chris Paul to finally win. I think they're good enough to Beat, I think they're good enough to beat them four times in, in seven games if it go that far. And like the, they played twice in the regular season this year, they was only decided by both games was uh, one game was won like 125, 124, the other game was won like 126, 127. So yeah. they played each other real close. Now, downside of that for the Suns, Giannis averaged 40 in those two games, so that's the best. Yeah, that's yeah, he had like 40, one game he had 47, the other game he had 33, so he averaged 40. <laughs> so that's the bad thing. But the good thing is they still pulled it off, even with him going off like that in some of the games. But I mean they didn't got this this I mean it's the playoffs. The game slows down and it's usually the better the team that executes better. And I don't think nobody executes their offense better than the Suns. They I feel like they always at least get the look that they want. Yeah. And they get quality shots on on positions. And that's what I think Milwaukee is going to fall short at because they will come down 
and they will shoot a three so fast. Oh, oh, they'll just run the shot clock down and shoot a three every time. And I watch it so much on that brother. The ball never went inside the paint. Oh, we never went inside the three-point line. Y'all got Giannis, y'all got Lopez, you got Portis, you got Holiday, who's good. You got Middleton, who was a mid-range player. Like, for them to shoot how many threes they shoot, it's ridiculous. That's crazy. And that Because that's what got um, – them shooting up threes we got Atlanta back in that last game because Atlanta was on the was coming back <laughs> because they shot 30 so because Milwaukee had 60 some points in the paint but shot 30 some threes I'm like y'all they gotta stop doing it yeah and once they if they shot so they can get better and they're like oh we don't have to shoot a three every time we can try to get a layup or get a mid-range like take a mid-range up but like uh they execution that's that's what's gonna cost them if they lose I guarantee it's gonna be because at the end of the day you're gonna see they shot way too many threes they ended up getting caught up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was really waiting for the Hawks to really make that run like they did, and they made a massive run to right. uh, get back into that closeout game, which I, the score doesn't show – the score really doesn't show how that game really went. Like, the the Bucks got up, then they just kind of, like, put it in cruise control. Then, But the Hawks stayed on the gas the entire way. Uh, they got the down camp. the four. Yeah. In the four four. They got down the four. It was like yeah, one, yeah. I think it was like 106, 102, something like that. Yeah, when the Bucks were up plus 20. Like, right. come on now. Like, and like you say, they fell into the matrix of shooting all these threes, shooting all these jumpers, the offense stopped, which I think making the finals has saved Coach Bud's job for at least halfway through next season. At least halfway. We'll, we'll see how far it really goes, but um, – did well the, the finals actually depends on actually how it goes. So I mean if they get swept uh, they can <laughs> flip he gone. Yeah, he's out of there. He's right. out of there one way or another. Pack it up. But uh my prediction is I mean I got Suns in seven. Um I'm taking Suns in seven. Uh I still think that I I feel like the Suns just overall offense, how they just run their offense is just an overall better scheme. Um I think the and and this is what I, I did. I do want to ask: Do you let Giannis go off, get his forty, and you lock up the others, or do you lock up the others, or or do you just kind of like lock Giannis up and then depend on the others? What would you do? If it was me, I'd let Giannis go crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna let you go crazy. I got bodies to throw at him. I don't trust him at the free throw line either. Right. So I'd let Giannis go crazy, and then I'm going to hold the others in check. That's what I would do because I think the others are good enough to to beat you. Like, if this was a LeBron-Cleveland situation, I would do this. I would I would um stop I would stop LeBron and try to make everybody else try to make everybody else beat me. Because I'm like, he I'm like, he not going to beat me. So I'm gonna try to stop him and then whoever and if J.R. Smith or you know George Hill make threes and they win the game, hey, Chicken y'all, bro. hey, I, I'm gonna take that. But with the Bucks, I feel like Holiday and Middleton can possibly can do damage if you leaving them open. So I think the best thing to do is let Giannis get his forty, but throw them off their rhythm because yeah. they like they play better when they got the ball in their hands. So I would try to – I'm like, look, we're going to let Giannis get his 40 or whatever, but all these other – these shooters and these 
pick and roll, whatever, penetrating all that. Uh, we shutting all that. We trying to shut all that down. Yeah, let Giannis get his 35, 40 points and minimize everybody else and get them out of their rhythm of the offense. So, yeah, that's what I'm – yeah, I'm letting Giannis go off. It's just kind of funny, like, how this kind of played out, right? I remember in the uh, beginning of the season, we were talking about how we would – if we were coaching Giannis, we would, you know, use, like, a lot of baseline action, like a lot of screens and a lot of, like, backdoor things. Let him use those things and then let him develop his game from that point forward. And now that we're here in July at the finals – their offense still hasn't evolved, <laughs> like, like at all. Got, it, when he plays, it's gotten worse. It's really just sometimes they just give it to him at the top and he just try to run to the, do a move, run to the goal, Euro step, or run, drive, spin. I'm like, it's so predictable when he when he try to do this little head of steam move. I'm like, just stand, just don't let him Euro step and you're going to be consistent to the shot. It's three moves. The Euro spin, <laughs> head of steam, spin move. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> like that's that's the only, only do three moves. And he's going to finish with the right hand. He's not going to finish with the left hand. Never finishes with the left. Never, 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 never. never. Like, so um, I, I'm still rolling with the Suns. I still feel like the – the and then also, I don't really look at Drew Holiday as just like a point guard. Like, I look at him as like the number – like a number two. You know what I'm saying? And I look at Middleton as like a true number three. Uh, they don't really have nobody that just runs their offense. You know what I mean? Unless it is Giannis from the top of the key that just I'm gonna just go full head of steam and then if I if I see somebody on the wings I'm gonna kick it out to one of them. But other than that, no, nah, I don't I don't really you know what I'm saying I, I just I don't believe in the Bucks offense. It's been you know I've been I've been here all season. I don't believe in the Bucks. I'm not gonna believe in the Bucks now. Mm-hmm. Rolling with the Suns, Suns in seven, and I think uh, Chris Paul finally gets that uh, that elusive championship that he he has been uh, he's been snake bitten by uh, injuries here, running into better teams there. You know what I'm saying? So I think Chris Paul finally gets that that first championship, and uh, he you know he just finally etches etches just another another just uh, what you could say uh, achievement off mark that off of his list. So right. Yeah, so uh, anything else on the finals before we close that part out? Uh, if Chris Paul wins this finals, when people look at him, will they rank him in the top five, like with point guards? Or is, is he already there? Man? Um, Top five point guards all time. Off the top of my head, in no particular order, Magic. Okay. Magic, Steph. Isaiah Thomas, the Isaiah Thomas. Some people would put Stockton, and I guess Chris Paul would go there. Right. Okay. So, but then, like, what about like a Jason Kidd or Gary Payton? Like, where they fall in? Like, are they better than? I don't. I think I look at GP, and GP was was major. Like, GP was major, but I don't think GP does the things Chris Paul does. Like, okay, I would so, agree. So I, I put Chris Paul there because Chris, bro, I've seen it. I, I've seen Chris Paul's turn David West into an all-star. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I've seen Chris Paul turn Tyson Chandler into an all-star. Like, everywhere he's gone, the team has gotten better. Last year in the bubble was a perfect example. Like, that Thunder team had no business being in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Right. And, yeah, they may have lost to the oh, – well, they may have lost to the Rockets there, but that Thunder team had no business being there. So, but yeah, I, w- I would 
put him there at that at that five. I would put him there at that, at that five spot. I mean, Stockton may be interchangeable. You know what I'm saying? You oh, may yeah. be able to put somebody else in in Stockton's place. You may be able to put GP in Stockton's place. I mean, it, but yeah, definitely like my three for sure. Uh, it would definitely go uh, Magic, Steph, and Isaiah. Isaiah. Those are definitely my my three there. Yeah, because my, my outsider, my outside sleeper is Derrick Rose. <laughs> he, if he didn't get hurt, he he. This is all pure talent. He would have been like it ain't no question. Like wherever Westbrook at, they he would have been over him. Yeah. So yeah, sure. he, I was pure talent. But yeah, because I've been hearing people talking. Like I heard some, I've heard some wild things about Chris Paul. Like somebody was like, they was naming up a point guard that better him. I'm like y'all got, they got to like number, they didn't got to like eight point guards better. I was like y'all we're got, not, we're not doing that. Like they was trying to, they was almost at 10. I'm like, hold on. I'm like, it ain't, I'm like, I know for sure it ain't 10. Like, I'm like, well, he, cause, cause to me, after Isaiah, it got two spots for, it got the four and the five. So I'm being like, you can put whoever you want in them. I'm like, you can say, I'm always for Jason Kidd in my top five just cause I, he was one of my favorite players. And I'm like, ain't no reason the Nets, the only, he the only reason the Nets made it to back to back finals. He went to that. He went to uh, the Suns. They got better. He went to the Nets. They got better. He went to the Mavericks. They got better. Uh, he went to won what, the what was the Old last team? Jason he Kidd. He won. It. He won a ship. Yeah, and the Knicks. He was the last team. Yeah, he, he, was, went yeah, he was good. He went to the Knicks. They got to the playoffs for the first time in forever. Yeah. So yeah, I'm Jason Kidd. Always been my top five. And then like after that, shoot, I'd be like, it's a toss up between if you want to say Stockton, Stockton, Nash, Paul, or. Paul. Uh, GP or even yeah, even Steve Nash. I mean, he's a two-time MVP. I wouldn't put him up there because I'm like he couldn't he do as, he, he couldn't do as much. He can do as much alone as some other people could. So I yeah, but that last spot is it's one of them. But they was named and I I forgot all the names. They got down to some of the names. They actually somebody they actually was talking about Rondo. I was like, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Like I I rock with Rondo. I rock with Rondo. He was one of my favorites coming up, but we not doing that. Bro, they was like, he got a ring, and I'm like, y'all putting too much emphasis on this ring stuff. I'm like, just because somebody got a ring don't mean that they did something. They did something spectacular. Like, Rondo had his little hot time, but Chris Paul been down. He been 20. He was 20 and 10 before 20 and 10 was even, like, a point guard. A thing. A thing. Like, yeah. he was right after, like, Marbury and all them would score. And he ain't even a scoring point guard, but he was averaging, like, and he was averaging 20 and 10. So, yeah, I was just I was just curious because I was – it wasn't too much Chris Paul, like, Chatter, yeah, like so you know somebody always got to find something negative in the pipe. I'm like he just he playing great right now. Let him have his, but don't ever try to put Ray John Ron though and Chris Paul in the same sense. They ain't even close. Nah, not even close. Not even close. And then uh, just one more thing while we're here, uh, before we just completely leave all uh, well, most recent basketball. I'm just gonna get this PG narrative off real quick. Um. PG deserves all criticism that he gets. <laughs> like, like, like he gets, he deserves all criticism and it's okay. Like, it's okay. People can get talked about. Like, it's not going to like, it's not just going to like damage their game. Like, even if it does, maybe they should spend less time on social media or watching the talking heads or on, on ESPN or whatever the case may be. Like even us on YouTube, like, like it, it's right. okay. Like, yes, PG deserves all criticism that he gets. You played a lot of minutes. I get it. I respect it. You he hooped hard. He hooped hard. And then the 
he did he miss those two free throws down the stretch that led to the to the yeah. alley-oop? Yes, he did. Did he lay a bomb in the closeout game? Yes, he did. You know what I'm saying? So you deserve criticism whenever you do bad. Like James right. Harden, he gets cooked every time. <laughs> like he gets cooked every time. James and he averages he averages he average 35, 10, and eight. And they they'll still he still get it when he still plays. get thrown in the fire. Like, you know what I'm saying? They'll still run the bus over multiple times you know, <laughs> over James. Right. Like, like we've seen James Harden at, at clubs, like the night of being eliminated. You know what I'm saying? Like we see James out in traffic, like with little baby, like in, in Lamborghinis, like, like he's showing up out of shape. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get cooked. PG, you're going to get cooked. It's okay. Like people still slander LeBron to this day. People still slander Ke- Kevin Durant to this day. Like it's okay. It's cool. People, you know, diss Chuck all the time for not having a championship. Like, it is what it is. And you better believe me, like, Mel- if Melo would have been in this time, Melo would have been getting Paul cooked. George. Yeah, he would have been Paul George. You know what I'm saying? Melo's a great scorer, but it's sometimes that's just the way it goes. And I just wanted to get that PG narrative off about that because I see everybody's like, man, y'all dissing PG and that's not fair and da-da-da, he doesn't deserve. Stop it. Like, cut it out. You know what I'm if saying? You play, if you play bad, you're going to get called out. I know I'm going to call you out. But if you play bad, you're going to get called out. If you play good, I'm going to praise you. Like, I ain't, I ain't got no reason. Like, ain't no reason. To, nobody picking on you. They just call them like I started. How do they see it? Call it like my, see it. From my perspective, most people just call it like what they looking at, they call it. Now, I do got some people that just want to be outlandish, you know. But – for the most part, people just call it what they see and playoff P you was playoff poop sometimes. <laughs> like you you the one who scored five points in a, a playoff or nine points, five points, whatever it was. You was going you was going to score a single digit the playoff game. We well, didn't do that. Do that, that was you. You was out there. So you gonna get blamed when Russ got 45 and you got eight. You're right. gonna get the blame. If y'all lose, you're gonna get blamed for it. Because yeah, you ain't hold up your part. Yeah, you said that telling Dame eliminates you on a bomb from like 40 feet and you talking about something that's a bad shot. No, that's what he does. Like, like that's right. just what he do. Like, oh, oh, speaking of that, the missed free throws. Remember he was clowning Dame or oh, when he was in oh, yeah. oh, okay for missing them free yeah. throws. Now, now you missed yours in the playoffs. Yeah, got to talk about it. Got to talk about it. You know, what he saying? missed them down the stretch. He missed some earlier in that quarter when when that when it was 70 71, they couldn't score. That's because he had just got fouled. He made one free throw to get him down one, and then he had the big free throw to tie it. Breaked it, breaked it like, <laughs> how, like how I expected. And then missed the free throws in the last game. But hey, the karma, she hey, she gonna some I forgot who said it, but karma, she gonna spin that block every time. Every time <laughs> she's gonna spin the block, spin the block with the windows down. Like, you better believe that, you know, <laughs> windows down, blinky out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I just want to like get that off. And please, like, people got to let that that whole PG narrative that people are picking on him go. Like, it's just the day in the era that we're in. Everybody, NBA Twitter is, is a family, NBA Twitter is gonna let you know how they feel. Some of them are trolls, some of them are letting you know what's really real. And some of them are just, you know, just tweeting through the game, tweeting through it. Got to see it through, my boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. So, yeah, man, PG, uh, hopefully he, he comes back next year and improves as a better better player overall. 
And because I would love to see PG just, you know, continue to elevate his game. But don't be mad whenever criticism comes to your front door. You're you're a better player than what you've been showing. Act like it. Play like it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to leave right. that there. Um, and so that kind of finishes up the, the finals. Uh, well, recent basketball here. Uh, we got a, a little bit of other news. Um, do you want to get into this? <laughs> do you want to get into this? This Scott, this Scotty tripping? Uh, like, do you want to get into this? Uh, like, you like? Uh, I mean, we can talk about we can talk about it a little bit. Uh, you got it. I'm gonna let you take the floor on that one. Uh, I, I saw mean, <laughs> I mean, Scotty been going through some personal stuff. You know, his his son died. I think what last month or a couple weeks ago, something like this. So I know he dealing with all that. But um, he I, he got a book coming out. So he kind of wants right. So oh yeah, and alcohol. So he kind of wants to tell his side of the story because we saw how the Jordan documentary pretty much painted him out as like he was like Jordan kind of put him out as like he was selfish because he didn't want to uh he didn't want to play when he was getting paid like chump change compared to some of the other players yep. and uh how he how I guess how he acted or whatever they was kind of you know he put kind of put Scotty down a little bit. So Scotty just like he needs to tell his side of the story, like what really went down, how he felt stuff was going down. Cause he was like, number one, he called Phil Jackson out for drawing that play up for Ku Coach because he was like, he he honestly feels like Phil Jackson was a racist. Now I didn't, I was at at, at face when I first heard it, I was like, okay, he might be wrong. Oh, well, not wrong, but you know, I'm like, I got to check into this. And then you see the articles that Phil has wrote and like the excerpts he wrote in some of his books and you read them you're like feel that like that is a racist language saying black people got short attention spans because they listen to rap music they need to dress a certain way because it's getting a little too thuggery or thuggish or whatever um white white people are more inclined to play team play ball. team that's team ball because that's how they were raised black people wanted to be the superstar because they wanted to be the man on the uh from the on block the court, to the league on the block yeah so yeah, when he said that, and they was questioning about him, he was like, I was in the locker room. like, I, And when they asked him, he said, you think he racist? He said, yeah, <laughs> he flat out. And he was like, he did that. He put Kobe on blast and one of his books, then went back to coaching me, like, what type of man do that? So he went in on that, and then he also went in on Mike, because I remember that somebody, they asked him about that play um, for Steve Curran. And Scott was like, man, that was all for sure. That was planned out. He was like, because if you look at it, the camera that Jordan was talking to, he said, that camera was, is the Michael Jordan camera pretty much. That camera was one of the ESPN cameras. The one where he told Curran, hey, you open, I'm going to hit you. Be but Scotty was, but Scotty was like, uh, that play was for Michael Jordan. That play was not for no dang he did because that's what they was trying to compare the play to. Because they asked him, he said, "Didn't he drop a play for Steve Kerr?" Scotty was like, "No, he drove a play for Michael Jordan." Michael Jordan just wanted to control the narrative because Michael needed something for his film he was obviously making during the time. So he told Steve Kerr, "Hey, they double. I'm a pass you." But if, if he was like, "If John Stockton didn't come double, Michael Jordan gonna shoot the shot." So we would have never heard that clip of Michael Jordan. Oh, he knew they was gonna double and. Uh, it just made the story. It made the story better. That's what pretty much Scotty was saying. He was like, "That was a, that was the story." Yeah. So Phil ain't. So don't think Phil did some was giving everybody special treatment. But he was like, 
I was when Michael left, I was the man. You call me the best player and all around playing basketball. Why the heck wouldn't I shoot the last second shot? So uh yeah, he went in on that. He went in on I don't even I don't even remember what he said about KD or Charles. Um, he pretty much called Mike well, he pretty much called Michael Jordan selfish because he was like he left and went and played baseball while we trying to win the championship. And he just up and oh, I want to leave because I feel like I can go play baseball. Which I, with Scotty, I ain't gonna lie, I kind of agree because he really did just just leave y'all and send Michael do something else. So yeah, but everybody know Mike was selfish, but that ain't that should that shouldn't be news to everybody. Right, and that's, that that, sh- that shouldn't be news to anybody that Mike is selfish. Plus, at the same time, too, right. we can't speak to what Mike was going through when his pops, when what happened with his pops happened with his pops. You know what I'm saying? Like that happened, and, and you never know when my, when Mike actually dealt with that. You know what I'm saying? So right. uh, that's one. What he said about KD was uh, he said that how KD played. Let me just kind of kind of get it. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But what he was saying is Kevin Durant didn't play team basketball against the Bucs when he said LeBron would have found a way to beat the Bucs instead of Kevin Durant going one-on-one pretty much in the elimination game, Um, which, I mean, James Harden is out there on one one leg. Right. Joe Harris just just missed a three. That would have put them up. You have nobody else on the floor that can really score. So, I mean – why not give it to the most efficient player maybe ever? Right. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? I'll trust me. I'll roll with the dude that's seven foot that shoot threes and handle the rock. Like, like he a guard, you know what I'm saying? I'll roll with him. Like I'll go, I'll go down with the building, burn him with him. I'm not tripping. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, so I don't yeah. like that. He, yeah. I don't like he did that. Cause he like, but he comparing Kevin Durant and LeBron, but, a younger uh, LeBron, a younger LeBron James, or LeBron James at the same age, was a better overall basketball player than Kevin Durant. Plain and simple. That's why he probably would have found a way to win because he was better overall. He was a better basketball player. Like that ain't like that's not that news. <laughs> like yeah, like Scotty. That shouldn't be something that you diminish him for. Like yeah, LeBron probably would have found a way to win because he a better player. If Jordan was in your situation, in when you was gone. If Jordan was, if you was gone and Jordan was there that one year by himself, and when they lost to whoever in the, in the playoffs, like you could have said the same thing, like, oh, Jordan found a way to win, and you probably would have been right. So, because he was a better player than Scotty. <laughs> so, I, I don't know what Scotty was trying, I don't know what point he was trying to make. I don't know why he was trying to make it like it was some, like, this was some disrespectful to Kevin. Like, that's a knock on Kevin Durant that he couldn't be the team by himself. Like, that's hard to do. It's, it ain't many people that can really do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then you you playing against three all stars. You know what I'm saying? And then you down you down to you the pretty much the only all star on the floor. I can't count James Harden being out there on one leg, bro. Like hamstring right. ha- hamstrings and groins and like ankles, like feet, ankles, groins, hamstrings, knees, like any pretty much hips and below. If you have an injury there, it's hard this for you how, to even be. Up. This how bad it was on that team. They needed Joe Harris to score at least 20 points. Not they needed Joe Harris to score 20 points. Not they wanted or it would have been nice. No, 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 no. They needed him to score 20 points to have a chance. They needed Blake Griffin to be scoring at least 15 to 18. Yeah. That's how you if you asking Joe Harris and Blake Griffin to combine for 40 points now, like you know your team is y'all in disarray. You destined like, to lose. Because <laughs> if this, we ask at this moment. 
Right, because if the coach go, if Steve Nash go up to Joe Harris, hey, I need 20 from you tonight. That's hey, them boys, you probably never, he ain't never thought he was going to hear in his life. Right, right. 20, 20 <laughs> so, points at a, at, a, at a closeout game. Like 20 points in any game. If I need 20 from you, ain't no way in the world Joe Harris about to give you 20 points. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a big, a tall task. So, uh, yeah, man, Scotty, he had, I mean, he, yeah, he been on, he been on his rocker. He just, but he trying to get that book. You know, a little bit more publicity. Can't blame them. You know, everybody. You know, got to get their bag somehow. Yeah, I, I, I salute uh marketing, but not this kind of marketing. So I mean, Scotty, I somebody will buy your book. Somebody will buy your alcohol. It won't be me, but somebody will buy it. Uh, so, uh, and I'm gonna leave that there. <laughs> so, um, now, now that we have, uh, and so July first, the official. Uh, Team USA basketball roster was submitted. And so uh, the team is going to be coached by Greg Popovich, assistant coach Steve Kerr, Lloyd Pierce, formerly of the Hawks, uh, my guy Jay Wright. The overall Team USA Olympic roster, uh, the roster it is the players. It's uh, Bam from Miami, Bradley Beal from the Washington Wizards, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Jimmy Grant, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, Zach Levine, Dame Dollar, Kevin Love, Chris Middleton, excuse me, Chris Middleton, and Jason Tatum. That is the uh, uh, the final group of 12 that's going to be holding down team the men's Team USA basketball. And it's just going to be interesting to see how those three finals players transition from uh, NBA basketball over into the international basketball. As the rules are just a little bit different. But just to see how they transition, and I wonder if they uh, even have to like quarantine or whatnot before they actually go, uh, before they go overseas. So that's going to be something interesting. Just kind of look forward to. Uh, do you have any thoughts there on uh, the twelve man roster? Uh, only thing that would concern me is the lack of size. But I think with all the scoring we got, I'm pretty sure that'll make up for it. Because I mean, that's all people really do not shoot threes anyway. So uh, yeah, I ain't too much. I ain't too much worried about it. Just wish we had some better American big man <laughs> in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely moving into this era of basketball where it's um, everybody's either like 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", in some cases. Uh, then you have like your, your freak athletes like Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis that do uh, extraordinary, th- extraordinary things for being seven foot. So, uh, yeah, so then uh, – that is Team USA, and last but not least, we have uh, the NCAA finally did something right by their student athletes by passing the NIL bill, which stands for Name, Image, and Likeness, where these athletes they can profit off of their name, image, and likeness, as if the NCAA hasn't been doing this for decades, but they finally did something right. So, uh, what are your thoughts there on uh, the the NIL uh, ruling? All right. First of all, I got to give a quick shout out to LeVar Ball because before he brought up, before any of this was brought up, uh, uh, before the change was made, he brought up, you know, he came in with his own brand pretty much for his kid and stuff like that, caused a whole bunch of commotion and controversy. But as we can see, five years later, once he brought it up, like they, everybody got on board with what he was saying in the first place. So kudos to him. Um, black, one of the great black fathers we have in America. Um. Yeah, it's going to be good for some of the players. You know, you can make money off yourself, like, because it shouldn't be fair that some of the, that a regular student and a student athlete has, like, certain different rules about 
how they can make money outside of how they can make money outside of their schooling situation. So, uh, yeah, I think it was just good for them to even it out, and so they not being really as exploited as they once were, and this gives people a chance to make. I mean, you get to make money off yourself, and so it's gonna help people learn how to manage manage money, control their own business, you know, uh, build their own brands, help with stuff like that, and also, um, it's, I think it's gonna help mainly college basketball for the most part, because I think a lot of those players might stay. Post, might stay an extra year as opposed to leaving if they get some of them getting some type of money from somewhere because I mean it's only what 60 people get drafted a year out of all the college basketball players so that ain't a, uh, that's a very small minority so some of the people who's on the verge of not getting drafted they're like you know what let me just stay for another year I'm getting a couple of dollars from these sponsors or whatever and it's gonna have to help the quality of the game for the most part uh basketball wise and for football I mean more money, bigger stadiums, uh, more eyes on the game. Game, yeah. It's it's gonna have it. That's the positive, but it's gonna have its negative. You know, some of the players might get jealous that players are making more than that. Some players are making more than them, or they're not getting those calls from certain uh, companies, whatever. But it could also be a blessing for them because, say, you go to Ohio State, like they go to Ohio State, and um, they don't, they're not getting the the offers that they thought they would get as opposed to say there's somebody in a school like Tulsa maybe or something like that. Never, like, hey, we'll give you you come here, play here, and you'll have a deal with this uh fast food place or whatever, blah blah blah. Maybe they go to maybe they choose to go to Tulsa and play football. So something like that, you know, could happen and it'll help smaller schools. Uh the smaller schools can probably get some players that they never thought of getting. So um and HBCUs as well. Uh, it might help them out too, as far as recruiting. So uh, I think it's gonna be a big, a, a good tool for recruiting for some of these smaller schools that uh, didn't kind of have a chance against some of the powerhouses. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. And I definitely want to salute. Uh, I I definitely echo that. Uh, shout out to Lavar Ball for definitely uh, pushing the the issue forward, uh, and you know just putting this at everybody's feet. And then the NCAA, the NCAA did what's right by their pardon me. The NCAA did right by their athletes and, and those uh, athletes' families. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to use the, the college football team I, I root for, which is University of Miami. They're at the forefront of pushing this forward where uh, their quarterback, uh, Mr. King, he signed a podcast deal. He has a Twitch deal. Uh, and even, like, a couple of the DBs, they have Twitch deals. Uh, Oklahoma's quarterback, Spencer Rattler, uh, he has one of the dopest logos that's uh, that's been circulating, and he even signed a deal with Raising Canes, which you would think an LSU athlete would have signed a deal with Canes first. But we did Stingley and Brendan did, but I don't know. But he got the most press for it. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is wild. But uh, so yeah, so uh, uh, shout out shout out to all those schools that's definitely uh, uh, making making this happening for those players and uh, those companies that are reaching out to those players as well not just being partners to school, but being partners with the players as well. And which that could actually tie those players into uh, those communities for who knows for, for a lot longer. Uh, so yeah. Uh, salute those schools uh, and football, basketball, football, it may definitely just affect the, the depth charts of how every, everything looks to your example there of uh, Ohio state and Tulsa. 
uh, instead of a kid signing with uh, University of Ohio State, where he may not see the field sometime soon, he may accept a deal with Michigan State, where he has a chance to get on the field sooner and he has a better uh, sponsor deal. So, yeah, this definitely may may shift the balance of power there. And I think we'll end up seeing the the the, the changes there within, I would say, about uh, four or five years here uh, coming up. So, yes, yeah, so, uh, a golf clap for the NCAA for doing something right by these kids. And so let that be that. And so uh, if we have anything else before we go ahead and wrap up. Uh, we didn't talk about Devin Booker. So um, the NBA Finals might just hinge on his might the NBA Finals winner might hinge on his performance. He plays well. I think he's going to be the the main difference in who wins the series if he can win his matchup and dominate his matchup against Middleton. Yeah, totally agree. Devin Booker, he go ahead and uh, all eyes are on book. Uh, he needs to go out and, and especially with Giannis being at this moment, Giannis is doubtful for Game One. So even if Giannis is out, he definitely needs to go out and handle his business, like you say, uh, dominate his matchup. And so, and then one last thing that I do have on the Suns, yes, they won the Western Conference Finals. Salute. They did what they had to do. I respect it. But y'all celebrated like y'all won the NBA championship. There's one more trophy y'all still got to go get. And, you know, enjoy it for the night. Enjoy it for maybe the next day. But it's enough of that happy, happy go lucky. I'm happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's finish. Let's finish strong. You know what I'm saying? Let's 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 do the right thing, man. Let's not do all that celebrating and then end up, you know, falling flat. Now, <laughs> right. now, now Chris Paul is crying for other reasons. So hopefully not. So, yeah, man, uh, this has been the episode number 20 of the Perspective Podcast. Um, this has this is the conference review and NBA finals preview. And so uh, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Make sure you share it with a friend, family member, whoever, as long as you share it. And so until next time, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in. Peace.